The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is yours, Ghoulie, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to Slasher Radio. <laughs> Welcome to Slasher Radio. My name is Mikey Bones, and I'm joined by my fellow host, Captain Lauren Rob Humphrey. What's happening, guys? Hello. I was feeling good. Now I depressed myself. Oi! <laughs> Oi! Cat did it first, Rob. I know. I'm Cat. You I and I need to like have a, a, a <laughs> some sort of discussion. I, I don't know what the fuck has gotten into you the last couple of weeks, but you are really a, just a pain in the ass lately. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to set your expectations low before we go into the 100 movies. <laughs> <laughs> She's trying to piss you off now so that you're real revved and good and fresh. All right. I see what she's doing. Okay. Jesus, no, that's... I thought it was like hiccups. Like I, I could spook you out of it. No. You know? That's uh, next week, 100 movies. Yeah. And what? I'll be honest with you. This is a much more daunting task than, than I anticipated. It is, man. 300th episode, though. It's fucking weird. God yeah. damn. Yeah. Yeah, we've been busy as shit lately, and I really didn't stop and think of it. Like, it is kind of fucking wild. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, next week, we're gonna. that's when we're going to be giving our three individually, 100, mm-hmm. and it's going to come out on the 300th episode, three plus, three times 100. I'm a little scared. <laughs> it's a lot of work, and I haven't done enough of it yet. Um... I'm just, I think I'm just, a, well, here's the thing. It changes every day. Like, I feel like I'm just about done. I'm like, I'm going to give it another look over. And then I'm like, oh, what the fuck was I thinking? And I start moving stuff all over the place. Can't again. do that. <laughs> yeah. Not for nothing. Even when we did murder by numbers, where we were ranking the big franchises, I, my rankings changed a little yeah. since then. Mm. You know, like I've had some rewatches, other stuff's happened and you know, like just things fumbling around. It's so hard, but it is fun to, it's kind of, it's fun to catch up on it and get people's opinions and all, you know, that whole discussion, but it's also fun because it's like time stamped, you know, cause when different movies come out, I feel like it changes older movies sometimes. Yeah. And it's just like a little capsule and I like it. 
I'm, I'm looking forward to doing it. Um, I, I don't know if I'm looking forward to doing it or if I'm looking forward to having it over with. <laughs> a little bit of both. Yeah, that might be the thing. Yeah. Way to go. Um, and then on Patreon, the next week, I will have the Slasher Radio 100. Yes. Yes. Which is um, uh, using my own proprietary math that makes no <laughs> sense, probably, but works for me. Um, we are. I'm going to take our three lists and uh, combine them into what is collectively the Slasher Radio 100. And then I've also asked patrons to submit their lists. Uh, I got one so far, so I don't know if anybody else has submitted um, via Patreon, Patreon because I don't know how to use it. Not yet. Uh, but right now we have one list uh, of 25, so now everybody has to submit a 25 list. Um, and that's uh, I'll compile those into the Patreon Top 25, which we'll do shortly thereafter because we do at some point have to get patron power rankings in too so there's a lot going on already and it's not even october i know that's the scary part is it's not even october yet because that's a whole nother beast in itself mm -hmm. so yeah things Although are was, fucking moving what i was talking to some people and i was like you know october might be a little slower for us this year but it's gonna be harder to get like interviews and the stuff that we normally do honestly and and the question for it is because you know we've had some really big octobers and mm -hmm. on the show and in the sitting like i i've been kind of thinking and honestly i've been blanking what's big this year yeah you know uh like last year terrifier was huge oh for fuck and, like it, it was that was the thing it was terrifier all fucking you know for a good part of that year lead up build up aftermath it was big on terrifier and you know we like i think we had the best terrifier themed halloween special what is it this year like exorcist know, that man. people big question mark it also sort of points to the fact that 2023 so far has been a really down year for horror movies in my opinion this has not been a very strong year yeah cat you have so, a point with saw but we're coming uh, off a spiral so hmm. people are another question mark and also the problem is trying to get people to do interviews because the yeah. because of the strike, there are different rules and they're not allowed to talk about certain stuff and they can't talk about other stuff. Some of them just are like, fuck it, I'm just not going to do it. Which is fair because I know if I had things that I wasn't allowed to talk about, I, those would be, they would come up or I'd fuck up. <laughs> Some of them aren't allowed to do a period and I, um, I, I don't even know if he wants me to say it, but like. I ended up talking to him. He can't do it. So, yeah. you know, some, some people legally can't, mm. uh, yeah, Another it's thing, scary. I also just, I don't think this has been a particularly bad year for horror. I think this has been a very average year for horror, but we were really spoiled last yeah. year. Yeah. I think it's been okay. Well, it's been the last few years. I yeah. feel like we we've, had a lot of really strong stuff. And this year, I just, I feel like a lot of the stuff that I was looking forward to, I guess it wasn't bad, but it just wasn't, it didn't blow me away either. Some um, stuff has fallen flat this year. Yeah, a lot of stuff has. I mean, uh, you know, things like, like Renfield, I liked, but I didn't love, you know, um, Last, Last Voyage, Voyage of the Demeter. I liked, yeah, but I didn't love. It was okay. Yeah. You got Skinamarink this year. Yeah. So. Yeah, we got Skinamarink. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> there has been some good stuff. I mean, uh, Evil Dead Evil Rise Dead. was great. Oh yeah. Um, Infinity Pool's amazing. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but I, I just feel like when I'm picking out like really, really strong movies from this year so far, there aren't really that many. Now, it, we still have, you know, October coming, obviously. So we're going to get The Exorcist coming up and Saw. I can't imagine that's going to be great. But, you know. <laughs> um, wow. You know, we've got your uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, boy. Who's mine? What the hell, man? I've uh, never even played the games. Uh, and Thanksgiving is still to come. Uh, so, I don't know. I mean, there's still stuff, but I don't know, man. A lot of question marks. Yeah. And I do feel like also this year, unless I'm forgetting something, there hasn't been like that movie that's kind of come out of nowhere and blown me away either. You know, like one that was completely off my radar. Evil Dead Rise is the best horror movie of the year, right? No, Infinity Pool. It's close with Infinity Pool for me. Mm. Um, (sighs) Evil Dead Rise is paced a lot better than Infinity Pool. Uh, Because that guy at the end really irritated me. But (laughs) Infinity Pool is a lot more inventive. You know, that's like a whole new movie. And I like the concept a lot. The Agatha was really good. I don't know. They're close. Uh, But I do like that we have some strong contenders. And also, I feel like Shudder's got to be like sitting on some stuff for spooky season coming up right because yeah, last I mean, year we just got kind of bombarded with indie stuff that dropped right around this time yeah and that is still remains to be seen i mean obviously the year's not over yet there is still stuff to come and we haven't gotten through october yet where we're undoubtedly going to see some stuff dropped also that we weren't anticipating i'm just kind of waiting on something to be really great i mean we've had two really good movies but i feel like in the last few years, we've had two really good movies by March, you know? Yeah. And not only that, things like as, as concerning the show, uh, which is what we were originally talking about. Like, I don't know if listeners really grasp the idea. Like, a lot of this stuff needs to be set up a decent amount ahead of time, you know? And, yeah. you know, things dropping October is great. I love that. But that doesn't help us on, you know, yeah. like for Halloween stuff. So it's just, it's a weird time. We have a lot going on and um, no time to do it. So, but it's fun though. That That's like the grind. This is the season. Like this is the grind season. Honestly, I haven't enjoyed, like truly, truly, truly enjoyed a Halloween in a long time. And it kind yeah. of upsets me because like I'm so fucking busy. I'm editing something or I'm doing this or I'm doing that. I don't know. It's just a busy season for us, but the fun is in this. So. Um, speaking of uh, listeners engaging in the fun for us and all that kind of thing, we have a new patron. <laughs> we do. Oh, yeah, we sure do. Everyone, you want to introduce welcome uh, our new patron. You it's introduce my mama. <laughs> it's mom. literally Rob's mom. My mom it, signed up for the Patreon. Yeah. It literally See? is. And you told us in the group chat, and I laughed because I thought you were joking. <laughs> Me too. I thought it was No, that is my mother. And I... I Welcome. got the notification and I was like, who the hell is that? Like, I've never seen that name around. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. And then you told us. I said, oh. Yeah, that's my mama. She signed up for the Patreon. Patreon, whatever it is. I don't know. What, what is your mom's, uh, is your mom like a big horror fan too, Rob? Or No. no. <laughs> Not at all? No. I mean, I, I, like, I think she, she doesn't dislike horror movies or right. anything, but. Uh, I've never seen her really show like a particular af- affinity for him either. Now she does like um, 
like growing up, she was always reading like Stephen King and stuff. So she likes, she likes like, uh, she would read like horror novels and stuff. I don't remember her really like I, she would watch scary movies, but it wasn't like, you know, she went out of her way to find them or anything like fandom. Yeah. But she's a, you know, she's a big fan of mine. Uh It's hard to believe. Very hard to believe. Thank God someone is though. Uh I'm but well, balance out Leah. <laughs> welcome aboard, Miss Rob's mom. I am very happy that you're listening because you need like your your son needs an ass whooping here and there. So I'm glad you're here to listen and see what he's been doing. That is none of that is true. I am always <laughs> uh well behaved. Go back and listen to the paranormal activity episodes, Miss <laughs> Rob's mom. See how well behaved he was on those. <laughs> Uh, all right um we don't have news this week i i have a quick game that we could play i wanted to bring up one quick thing on news and it's very tangentially related to horror but i wanted to bring it up anyway okay Okay. um because it involves someone who has been in some horror movies we've seen her in firestarter we saw her in scream but we can all agree fuck drew barrymore right yes what happened i seen her trending She's going back. To, uh, she's going back to her show. She's, what show? She's, her, she's crossing she has the picket a, line to. She has a talk show. Talk she's show. crossing the picket line to make it happen, and she caught a bunch of shit online for it. So then she made some bullshit video, where she's like in this kitchen that I cannot imagine is her real kitchen with no makeup on, trying to look as pathetic as possible, and talking about how she just didn't feel like she had a choice. She had to come back and do her show because she did because we all needed apparently. So. Yeah, it helped. It helped people get through the pandemic. As if that everybody was like, without Drew Barrymore, I would have died during the pandemic. But wait, I, I'm not familiar with any show she did at all. What, what's it's going like on? Talk show. Talk show. It's okay, like a daytime but, talk show. It's just like called the like fucking... the Drew Barrymore show or whatever, and she drinks and talks to people. But what is the? Is it because of the strike and she's fucking them up? Yeah. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. She oh, crossed yeah. the picket line. She's, she's crossed the picket line to go back. And apparently, I got it. Okay. At, at her taping, there were some people who were wearing WGA buttons and they were removed from the audience. Really? Well, yeah. yeah. You don't want to be thinking about WGA right then when you're yeah. recording a show. So That's fucked I say, up, uh, I say, fuck Drew Barrymore. And also, fuck anybody who's a guest on her show. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That. God, man. And that's the problem. That's why it's so hard to fucking gain ground, man. You know? And you see people like Jeffrey Reddick, who, you know, we've had on the show, and he's very vocal on his Twitter. And Mm -hmm. he goes to these rallies and he, you know, like he's sacrificing, man. Mm -hmm. You know, like this. And and this, yeah, that's a fuck you to those guys. Yeah. Yeah. And also, fuck star of House 2, the second story, Bill Maher, who's doing the same thing, but. Kind of fuck Bill Maher for a lot of reasons. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> this is the main thing about Drew Barrymore because I feel like leading up to this, I liked her. Like yeah. I, I felt like she was fun and relatable and just very positive and enjoying life. I was really surprised to see that. Yes, I was. I was too. Um, but no, I am uh, very disappointed in her, and she can go straight to hell. Yeah, that sucks to hear, man. All right. Do you guys want to get into this game and then we can get into the movie? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, What we have, actually, 
I played this on, well, it's not out yet, but by the time this episode's out, uh, me and Allie played this on Cult FM, and I thought it was a lot of fun, and news has been really slow. Uh, what about partly, Brian? Did he play? Brian did not play. Well. Yeah, fuck Brian. Uh, hey, that's but, my best friend. Mm -hmm. uh, the, it's pretty much taboo. And I didn't know the word of the the like what the game was called. I kind of just heard it played somewhere else. And um, apparently, the game is called Taboo, where I have to make you guys try and guess the name of this horror character. And uh, I did forget to put my timer out. Okay, there it is. Uh, so it what sounds like it's gonna be a pain in the ass. All right, it, it's not gonna be a pain in the ass. Uh, <laughs> pretty much, I I have a list of characters for you guys. And I will describe them. And if you guys can guess them, whoever guesses them in the fastest time wins the round. Okay. Fair? Sure. Sounds good. All right. So who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. The rules are I cannot say the name of the character or the movie. So I just have to describe them. And I will do it to the best of my ability for you guys. Okay. Okay. So let me get my marker here. Would help if it was in the right spot. Okay. Cat Rob. All right, Cat, are you ready? Yeah. Timer starts. Now the first one is Dare Fish. Holiday Fish. Uh Santa Jaws. Okay. Uh this character, big protagonist, very popular protagonist. He wears a lot of denim. Uh Three different actors have played this character. Blonde pretty um, boy. Oh. What? There was no. a child actor that played him. Oh, uh, and he had, Chucky? Nope. Oh. Child actor played him. And then he had two other actors play him. Most popular in the part six of this franchise. Oh, Jason? No, the character name. The character. Oh. I don't know. I don't know how to describe him. All right, we'll pass it. Uh, this character's a clown. Anyway? He, yep. Uh, this <laughs> character likes to tell stories. He was very popular on TV, had two movies. Yep. Uh, this character liked to bring people to his basement, and he wore a mask that uh, changed. Oh. Nope. He had the oh, same uh, mask. Uh, the mask guy from Black Phone. Okay. What's his name? <laughs> the grabber. Fair. Grabber. Close enough. Uh, this girl looked great in overalls. Uh, Maxine. Okay. This character may be small, but you better not touch his shit. Especially if it's shiny. Leprechaun. Okay. Uh, this character has the worst mustache of all time. I can't assume that you mean Dr. Dan Chalice. Yes, I do. Uh, this character is a very popular final girl. They like coat hangers. Uh, Lori Strode. Yep. Uh, this character is an article of clothing. It could strangle you and it could dance. Uh, pants. Uh, from Slack. Yes. Super shapers. <laughs> Th this character is a teenage girl in high school with some creepy powers. Not very good at using them all the time. Uh, Carrie? Yep. Oh, uh, this is the worst killer of all time in any movie ever. He had a sequel that was in the Bahamas. 
Um, the best killer of all time is Jack Frost. So. No. Oh, uh, it, this is the <laughs> worst killer forgot. of all time. The worst killer of all time. I thought you were taking a jab at me. That's um, the, the fisherman. Okay. Uh, this character is very small. This character wears overalls. Chucky. Yes. Uh, this character had one movie. It was really bad. He's a creepy pasta guy with a suit. Uh, Slenderman. Yep. Uh, this character changes a lot. White mask, stabby stabs. Ghostface? Yes. Uh, this is the character from your favorite movie of all time. Jack Frost. Yep. <laughs> uh, this character, he uses an axe a lot. And he goes through uh, doors. Okay. This character uses a chainsaw. Leatherface. Nope. Oh. Uh, handsome some bitch. Uh, uh, Damien Buffet. No, he also uses oh. a pup. He, he has a puppet. He has a chainsaw for a hand. Oh, uh, Ash. Yes. Last one. <laughs> and this character is a clown. He art. does say he does say shit. Say art. Yes. Okay. Cat with three minutes and forty five seconds. Good lord! How long should you get to play? Now, do I get the same right. list? You get the same list. You go run through. Tw- we got twenty. Go run through twenty. All right. So Santa Jaws. Oh, you don't get the <laughs> same literal list. I got another oh, one for yeah. you. Oh. All right. Okay. You ready, Rob, for your list? Hmm. Okay. Santa Jaws. Uh, no. <laughs> you got to beat cats three forty-five. All right. Let me reset this. All right. This character is a doctor. Santa Jaws. I hate you. He's known for saying evil. Dr. Giggles. I hate you. He's he's bald. He hunts He hunts down one one specific killer. Trench coat. Dr. Loomis. There you go. Uh this character is also a clown. Uh, he hangs out with a bunch of rednecks. Pennywise. No, no, Pennywise. No, he hangs out with a bunch of rednecks, flips the bird. There were three movies. You said they were all terrible. By a very famous musician. What? I don't know how you're talking about. The character in the movie that we're talking about here. Yeah. He he was in there were three movies in this franchise. And they're terrible. They, you say they're terrible. They're made by a very popular musician. Very popular musician? The, the musician's name is Rob Zombie. Oh, oh. A clown. Uh, that, fucking, that fucking dumb clown. Um, That's not his name. Uh, Sid Head Clown. You guy. got close enough. Captain Paul Spaulding. Disrespect. Captain Spaulding. That's what I said. Jesus. All right. Next one. He's a dream demon. Santa Jaws. I hate you. Freddy Krueger. Okay. Uh, Kitty or Diddler. I hate you. God damn it. (laughs) The Hitchhiker. Oh my God. I'm pausing your timer. I can't believe you. I fucking won. Rob just psyched me out. I broke the game. (laughs) You broke the game. You got me so flustered. I just read it. (laughs) Why do you do this to me? Why? What did I do to you? Huh? I was just playing the game. You son of a bitch. Oh, my God. All right. I'm, I'm going to add one at the end now because of you. You make extra work. I'm just trying to do nice. 
Are you ready now, you prick? Yeah. Okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this character is from a franchise of movies that's a mess. The Fisherman. He has a bunch of things sticking out of his head. Pinhead. Okay. Uh, this character is very old, and he's got bolts in his neck. Frankenstein. Okay. Uh, this woman, you need to take her sweater. Uh, okay. This character is really good at trimming hedges, and he's a little shy, and he's from a very whimsical film. Oh, that fucking stupid Edward Scissorhands. It'd be nice. This character is the biggest hack and slasher ever. Wears a really cool mask. It's very popular. He drowned. Okay. Uh, this guy's strong, very scrawny, and he's a mama's boy. Uh, Norman Bates. Okay. This character is also a clown. His nose does a lot of hopping around. We did his movie on the show. You did not. Yes. Uh, how do I describe? Be my victim. Candyman. Okay. Uh, this character has a family that wants to kill you. Leatherface. Yep. Uh, this character is very small. We also did this movie on the show. Leprechaun. Uh, no, he is even nope. smaller than that. Chuck. And he runs he runs around with a knife and he is adorable. Benny loves you. Benny. Yes. Uh this character came out of a well. And oh, then threw uh, a TV. Cat ghost. <laughs> Which Cat, one? Sudoku. Sudoku. Okay. My God. Tamara. There you go. The, okay. The ring, whatever the fuck. Cat yes. Ghost. This character is a, is a protagonist. You're trying to break me again. And uh, she is a cop. They made a spinoff TV show that was very stupid about her. A cop? Yes. She's a detective, a cop. And oh, she's. Uh, Clarice Starling. Okay. Uh, this character got. Two two movies and a three movie sequel. He's a piece of poultry. Oh, um, he has a potty mouth. Killing turkey. Yes, uh, this character likes to put traps on you. He's sadistic. Jigsaw. He's, he's okay. Uh, John this Kramer, this this character, he'll eat you. Eat a me? lot. Yes, he like is that. a human being who will eat another human being. He has a pretty dope Animal mask Lester. too. Okay, uh, this character is very quiet. He's had a lot of movies in this franchise, and all most Myers. okay. Most recently, likes to be in sewers. This character likes to pee his pants. Jeremy Melton. Okay, you are a motherfucker, son of a bitch. I will say that. Why would you have to make this hard, Rob? I didn't make it hard. I just played the game. Isn't that how you're supposed to play? This game was an absolute train wreck because of you. <laughs> Rob won. That's just amazing. The sad part Can you is... imagine Rob going on a game show and just, like, breaking the host? Dude, he literally... He got... So because take your money and get out. Because <laughs> now... Hitchhiker. He's got me in a situation where, like, if I take too much time to yell at him, he's going to bitch that I wasted his fucking time. You know, like, I was in it. I had to take it over and over and over again. And he broke me. You son of a bitch. Now, I think we've learned something about putting yourself in a bad position, huh, Mikey? Oh, I'm sorry for trying to create content <laughs> for the show. Shame on me. What was I thinking? Needless to say, cat wins regardless. 
Rob had a time of 4.33. Yeah, because you fucked everything up. See? <laughs> See? See? Here it is. Where is it? Where is it? I knew it. You I didn't do anything. Fucked up. Said half that time was spent saying Santa Jaws. <laughs> Come on, man. Santa Jaws is a good guess. You said I'd get the same list. <laughs> you get, I would do the same thing with you. And then I had to break it down that much. Jesus Christ, man. I knew the second you asked if you were getting the same list. <laughs> I didn't think I, I, obviously he wouldn't. Like, why would he get the same list? God damn. Well, that was not a great change of pace for the news because. Yeah, that was a fun change of pace for the news. Yeah. <laughs> God, it was a frustrating change of pace. I'm try- and the sad part is I'm trying to speed around and give the best clues I could possibly give to help both no, of you, you do the best. Giving terrible clues. I don't. How? Every other clue was he's a clown. I purposely put a lot of clowns on here because how many damn it, clowns are in horror movies? I had well, stitches. Come on. Notice when I said clown, you both said art because you just figured it's an easy. Uh uh-uh, uh, you got to work for it. Shame on you. God you damn the both this. of you. You're a terrible partner in this game. <laughs> I am. I'm trying to help you succeed, and you're doing nothing but busting my balls. You broke me, dude. I I just read what was in front of me out loud because I was so frustrated. (laughs) Son of a bitch. This never happened to Pat Sajak, ever. You had wholesome guests. Did it happen on Colt FM when you guys played it? No, but I I lost, and it was because I couldn't think of Edward Scissorhands. Uh, It was a terrible character, that's why. Oh no, it was um oh god, I can't think of it now. The fucking barber. I uh Sweeney Todd. Oh, Sweeney Todd. Good I kept, god. I kept thinking Edward Scissorhands and I couldn't think of the name and I lost because of it. I couldn't believe it. Oh, man. That was a heartbreaker. But um fuck me, man. You made that so difficult for <laughs> no reason at all. I don't know what I just played the game. You're bad at the game. All right. Well, that that was that. I want to say that was fun. That was interesting. Um, <laughs> do I have to hit my button fun. now? Even though we didn't do news, can uh, we yes. do a quick drink roll call? Yeah, we forgot to drink roll call. Uh, I'm not drinking shit because I took a leave. So, oh, yeah. that's the medication you took. Yeah, can you drink alcohol with a leave? I do that all the time. It's fine. I don't like it. <laughs> I told you she might have a drinking problem. <laughs> He did say that when you got up, I pre-take a leave for this show. (laughs) (laughs) Which happens to be when I drink the most. That that actually does make sense. Mikey gives me a headache, too. (laughs) Yeah, like, I I don't like mixing liquor with, like, I don't know. I just didn't do it. Yeah, that's true, too. I did uh, pick up a pre-roll, though, so I am medicating somewhat. Okay, you said you're drinking beer? Uh, Yes, I'm drinking beer. What kind of what kind of beer you got there? I'm drinking the Sam Adams Oktoberfest beer. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I do like Oktoberfest. Uh I am drinking this is so so exciting. Are you guys ready for this? Yeah. I'm drinking a warm can of cheer wine. Oh. Oh, why? Very well, I'll tell you why. You. Because <laughs> my son has gotten to the point to where he uh will take the last <laughs> thing out of a refrigerator and not put any more back in. Oh, so. damn. I'll tell you, too. I had a, a warm cheer wine because when I got it, you know, I was excited to try it and tell you. So I just mm-hmm. drank it and it was much better cold. It wasn't very good at all warm. 
I don't mind it warm, but I would prefer it to be cold. But, you know, again, I have a teenager in the house, so I don't get things I enjoy anymore. Yeah, it's fun. It's different when those things are running around, man. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks, though. All right. Well, Kat's the only one drinking. Bravo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you're all hopped up on a leave, so. <laughs> I'm hopped up on this uh, on this little uh, beanstalk beans that I've been taking. That's why you sucked at the game. You're all fucked up on a leave, and you couldn't give me the right clues. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I am stoned out of my mind right now. Yes, I said it. All right? And I feel I went through a rapid pace game fairly well for someone in my particular situation. I'm just saying, right. you helped you me really back. Well. That's all. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I was all, and that's the thing too. I'm like, oh man, I'm high as shit. I got to speed round this stuff. I hope I do good for him. And this is what I get trying to help you guys. This is what I get. I'm a bitch. <sighs> you frustrating bastard, you. I swear well, to now God. Now you get to press the button, so it's okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah, shit. Now it'll feel all better. We're about to celebrate you, Mikey. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Oh, my button. There it is. Get the fuck out of here. God, go back to turn this bitch and old folk and you fade in the ass. Tricks and Hoboken. This is the Gobbledy Mystery Corner where our listeners anonymously submit memes for the sole purpose of making fun of me for being Italian. There's nothing else here, really. And the memes go up on Patreon. <laughs> we describe them on the show. I don't know why we take the time out to do this stuff, really. Should be stopped. <clears throat> oh, that's fucked up, man. It's nice. <laughs> and you don't find it nice that your two co-hosts take time out of their busy day to celebrate you. No, I don't find it nice that my two co-hosts take the time out of their day just to do something that pisses me off. No, I don't don't appreciate that whatsoever. Because that's what it is. You can sugarcoat it all you want. No making you happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This meme says pizza rolls are Italian gushers. And I, I don't know. It's from some <laughs> Disney movie. I don't know what it is. No, no, he's got a point. Okay. No, it's not. But it's gross. Think of them as gushers. The Emperor's New Groove, I believe, is the Disney movie. Oh, yeah, it sure is. Pizza Roll's a bomb, though, man. Uh, I never cared for him, as we discussed earlier. <laughs> nah, man. I'm t- there's ways to cook. P- I've had this discussion with Let It Hang recently, because we love pizza rolls. There, You can over or undercook a pizza roll in the snap of a finger. Yeah. So you got to get them. There absolutely is. Yeah, you got to hit them with the spray butter or whatever the hell that stuff is. Get it now. It's, you got to do it right, Rob. Spray butter? That sounds gross as hell. Well, you got to get them like a little oily. Yeah. I don't know. Um, That's how I cook them. And they come out good. Come over, Rob. I'll make you some pizza roll. All right. Maybe. Sword fight? <laughs> God damn it. No. <laughs> See, now that's out of context for people who aren't patrons who don't listen to the Patreon shows. Well, you know what? Those people should be like the mashed potato stealer and pay for Patreon. Go steal some food so you can eat and pay for the Patreon. Don't do mashed potatoes, though, because that's Tasha's thing. Yeah, that's Tasha's thing. Yeah. No gimmick infringement. Yeah. He's the mashed potato thief, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> Rob is referring to Sexy Time with Rob got recorded. It came out this week on Patreon. If you yeah. if you don't listen to that, all you need to do is listen to one of those. You will get this show a million. Mm-hmm. Like that's all you need. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then you might not ever listen to us again. So I don't know. Maybe pick and choose what you listen to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're gonna stop listening, it's gonna be after that. And you know what? <laughs> we better get it over with because <laughs> you know this is gonna happen. What if your mom leaves the Patreon, Rob, because she had she might. <laughs> she might. I don't know. I don't know what she's gonna do. Your son talking filth, foreign filth. 
Um, all right. Did well, you know on the, the television show Taxi in the opening credits when the taxi drives across the bridge? That's actually uh-huh. Tony Danza. Oh, you motherfucker. Yeah. <sighs> behind the wheel of the cab when they shot that. Okay. Um, I don't appreciate this. Why'd you do that? I just thought that was a fun fact about Tony Danza, the patron saint of Italian Americans. I I don't think it was a fun fact at all. You know I don't want you doing these. And yet you continue to do them. Here we are still again today. All right. Well, no more till next week. No, no, no. No more, period. Enough. That's what I said. Ta- no more till next week. <sighs> what, huh? What, huh, what? That's what I got. That's what I got for this <laughs> motherfucker. <you. sighs> all right. Well, we unfortunately have another huge clown penis alley to to go through yeah huge clown penis huge clown penis huge clown penis huge clown penis i don't think you guys understand time out of the show for this oh yeah italian shit make fun of italian people (laughs) fine right god forbid i'm not doing it they're sending them to me like it's not my fault not happy about it either again these are the things that catch on on this show this this is the stuff (laughs) Uh, all right. That huge clown penis melody, by the way, not easy to land. I, I feel I'm a little underappreciated for that. Hmm. Um, one of you guys gonna have to explain this. I won't do it. Uh-oh. <sighs> oh. Yeah, you thought sexy time this at all. Thought sexy time was over, huh? Here we are. Yeah. I feel like sexy time is definitely over now that I've seen this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one of the questions was about cosplaying. Do not do this. Yeah, don't do this one. This is um, well, Pennywise, <laughs> and uh, new Pennywise, yeah, new Pennywise, and uh, he's he's what semi shirtless, like he's shirtless, but he still has like the ruffles around his neck. Yes, and also around his and wrists. Gloves. Yeah, the it gloves. Like. Yeah, um, and uh, he's like he's just cut. He's all shredded, like six pack abs. Um. Looks a uh, looks a lot like me, um, and it's uh-huh. uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, was reading something. You ain't get by with that one, buddy. <laughs> uh, and the caption says, "Want to see my balloon?" <laughs> no, I don't. No. no. Wow. Did not need that. Well, well, here we are. Again, the memes go up on Patreon, so you might want to try and avoid this one, maybe. Uh, yeah, I would definitely uh, be on the lookout for this one. They I, do it to themselves, though. Like, I mean, the, you guys are making each other want. Look at the stuff. Like, we have no control. All right. So that's the end of that. And we're going to take a really quick break, and we'll be right back with uh, a cat pick, actually, for this week. Haunt. We have a cat pick, which I feel like we haven't had in a while, Pat. I'm going to agree. No. <laughs> my my sense of time is very off, so I don't know. But Oh, that actually uh, might be true. I, I think my last pick um was if you want to count House Shark, uh, because I invited the guest. Oh, I definitely count House Shark. Yeah, you get you get the blame for that one. Yeah. I, I was Rob. gonna say Rob. it wasn't that long ago because it was Tusk. Because Tusk just seems like the kind of thing that I would oh, yeah. pick, but that wasn't me. No, that was yeah. my birthday. That pick. was Rob's birthday pick. Yeah, it's true. It's true. 
Yeah. Um, all right. Why now, this one? My oh. idea for this week was shot down. I wanted to redo. I still know what you did last summer, so you guys could do it right this time. That wasn't happening. We did it right the first time. No, yeah, we did, did do not. it right the first time. You did not. No I listened revisions. back to that episode. I'm fucking ashamed of you two. Embarrassed by the way you behave. I'm really we... proud of myself. I woke up with two private messages from listeners that day that said, uh, will ghost face in? So. <laughs> Which, I'll be honest, I didn't know what that meant when I woke up the next day. That's how I knew I was drunk. And it was like, I better re-listen to this episode. It is funny when you go back and like, I said that. What? <laughs> <laughs> that, that happened with Will. He, he brought something up. He's like, you guys did it. I'm like, yeah, that only means so much, man. <laughs> but needless to say, we're doing Haunt this week. Uh, why, Kat? Uh, friend of the show, Damien Maffei. Mm-hmm. Uh, online bully to Mikey, Damien <laughs> Maffei. Uh, a I'm a bit. big fan of his work. I'm a big fan of him. Uh, I, I think he's a cool dude. I think he's a very talented actor. We have talked about this. I, I think I brought this up to him. <laughs> he's not always in my favorite movies. Uh, is the thing and we've had a couple interviews of uh a couple interviews and a couple episodes where i've tiptoed around some of my uh thoughts on these films but haunt is uh, one that i do really like uh and we're heading into spooky season it's getting to be uh close to i've been celebrating halloween for two weeks already uh but it's getting more socially acceptable uh so i i wanted to have a halloween one on here okay that's fair yeah yeah um yeah, and then it becomes tricky when, you know, you get to talk to these guys and especially when you get to talk to them several times to where, you know, it's like a reoccurring thing. And, and they're all like Damien's cool as shit. And, you know, like some of the movies, like, you know, when you have to point out negativities, it's not the most fun thing in the world because, you know, the guy. But I mean, th- this is. I'm trying to think off the top of my head now. I mean, th- this is probably my favorite movie that the- Damien Maffei has been in, for sure. It definitely is mine. I would say, off the top of my head, yeah, I would say so. Does anyone want to go first with opening thoughts of it? Or, Rob, you got anything? Yeah, I mean, so watching it today, and, and when we talk about this movie, I have a feeling what you're going to hear from me is a lot of little complaints. Um, okay. Nothing major, but there are little things. And what the cumulative effect of these little things are what keep this movie at a very good instead of a great to me, but there's nothing, there's nothing majorly wrong, but it doesn't quite cross that line to great. In my opinion, that's fair. That's very fair. Actually. Uh, Okay. It's weird because this movie, how do I put it? This movie, it lost me a little at the end, but I think this movie is such a great example of not needing to go over the top, which we see so much in horror now. And, you know, this movie's pretty recent. And you can use simplicity if you do it in an effective manner. And I think this movie did that so well in so many spots. And, you know, like the ending lost me for a couple of reasons there's just certain things kind of like rob said you, you can nitpick certain things because it's so good in certain areas it's like you know you could talk about we're going to talk about how, how where it did well but it's just one of those movies where it's like everybody know, should know it's good yeah that's uh, fair yeah. yeah 
Uh, I think the the characters in the haunt, like the the you know the workers there or whatever, mm-hmm. they all looked great. That's something that like I was gonna bring up. This one hits a lot of sweet spots for me. Uh, there are just and, and we've talked about this before. There are movies where it's like if you're interested in this like weird specific little horror niche, and this is the movie that has that weird little niche for you you're going to like the movie a lot more. Haunt has a lot of those. I say this all the time. I said this in my fucking book. I said this in the promotion for the book. I think we need to see more of the body mod community in horror. Like, I love that alternative aesthetic in horror. More piercings, more weird uh, tattoos, more full face modifications. I I love it. I love the whole, like... uh, face under the mask aspect that the killers had in this. I thought it was very visually effective. I also am a big sucker. I, I know the last one we talked about this uh, for was the um, the houses that October built, which I was kind of mean to. Uh, but I love the haunted house, like the attraction subgenre of horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's a, that is fun. And I think haunt is... I I don't want to say my favorite, but it might honestly be my favorite of that subgenre. Like it's yeah. pretty high up there. I think I like the potential of the subgenre more than I like most of the movies that have been in it. Actually, a lot yeah. of those movies fall flat. <laughs> yeah, this one this one works better than than all of the other ones that I can think of off the top of my head. I did want to ask you. Um, I had trouble telling um, if that was actually Damien with all that shit in his face or not um, when he took his mask off. Was that him? Yeah. Yes. Okay, because I was looking at him like, I can't, that doesn't look like the makeup is done really well. You kind of have to <sighs> listen to his voice, I think. Yeah, because <laughs> I was looking at him like, that doesn't really look like him to me. I could see um, it. You, you know, have like, to look. Yeah. Yeah, it cracks me up because he's kind of, like, he's a good looking man. And he's Handsome always in stuff bitch, where his yeah. face is covered, and then when he finally gets to take a mask off, he looks like that. <laughs> like, what is going on with this poor bastard? Yeah, I joke about it with him, man. Put a mask on him. Like, why? <laughs> he's such a handsome bastard. Like, why would you do yeah. that? Yeah, this dude should be the lead in romantic comedies. Yeah, here right. we are putting a bunch of shit in his face. Yeah, and I, I agree with Rob, and I agree with Kat as well. But Rob is has a great point where it's like when we get it it's usually bad and that's because it's very effect heavy and you have to a have the you you know have a decent amount of money to do it at least and b have people talented enough to pull it off especially the less money you have you know so it's hard to it's a very hard thing to pull off and i think this thing gave me like strange land vibes that was another good one okay yeah. i could see that actually yeah it wasn't as heavy obviously but it was there like you know there was just it, it gave you that vibe of it and I, and strange this haunt obviously went a lot further with it so i guess it wins by default but it for me it's a battle between strange land and haunt for that body horror okay yeah um but yeah man they, even even that is like that's a whole nother level of it the, you know the effects under the mask but even just at haunt value like for an, an actual haunt you would go to like they look creepy the masks were cool they you know yeah. they, the body movement and everything was it was just perfect and i liked we'll get into it a little bit with the end 
Um, but I liked the storytelling in this. Um, I, I like that we kind of set up some uh red herring dynamics in the beginning. I really liked the um kind of the cyclical nature of the haunt itself, where they come in, they see the girl uh with the iron, you know, screaming really early in. Then, you know, it comes back around when they know that it's not when they are starting to put together that it's not all faked, you know? Right. That there's yeah. kind of that cyclical element that I enjoy in movies. So they play with the idea of it being all faked or all for show throughout this movie for, for quite a for quite a while. Um and they but they do it in an effective way that I remember the first time I was watching it wondering if still not being certain. Um, whether or not it was really happening. And I, in my mind, I I conjured this, this idea that maybe it would have been a a really interesting movie if it was indeed all for show. Um, you know, like, like they, especially if they start going crazy and they're killing people that work at this haunted house and they get out. uh, I was going to say that would have been like, they finally get outside and their friend that they thought had been murdered is standing there waiting on them. Like the one guy says she's going to (laughs) be. Yeah. Um. I, I thought that would have been interesting. Uh, that's not what they did, but I still like what they did. Um. But I, I did like that aspect of it that they do leave enough room that when the people who are are there, the the people working at the haunted house, are telling them that it's all for show, it was still in my mind viable to believe that. Like they didn't keep doing it after a certain point. You know what I mean? Yeah, the um the one that really got because they are he's in that creepy ass room with the sheets, you know, and he calls out to the guy where he's like, Hey, we have someone hurt back here, and the guy comes back to help him, and it's like, Oh <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, he <laughs> like, like turns the lights on and everything. Yeah, and he yeah. like starts leading them back through with, you know, like the keys and stuff, and it's I I remember the first time I watched this, I was like, What? <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, but I didn't trust that motherfucker, man. And obviously it's there. It's, you know, presented in that manner for, you, for that. It's a mental fuck with it. And I like that that decision a lot. But if he won't show you his, like, why you still got the mask on? Why? Like, you're yeah. supposed to help me, man. Like, you don't need that anymore. Like, and that was just, and I don't know. I felt it I was obvious. Like- I no, see, I really liked the psychological component of that. Oh, absolutely, yeah. There's this like you don't know as the audience quite where they're going with this because you're not used to seeing stuff like this. They are just so relieved to have help. And the longer that they don't ask about the mask, like the more uncomfortable it gets. Because it's like at this point, you don't really want to ask about it, right? Like, because it's not gonna go well for you. Like there's oh, not, I would ask. The chances of it being a bad answer are just too high the longer it goes on, you know? And then when they do ask and it starts to get uncomfortable, it's like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that was, I mean, I, again, I like that aspect of it because, you know, they're in a desperate situation. And you know, even if it is like they got to try and get as far as they can with it. I I understand. I like that a lot, but it was just. I don't know. I I felt they trusted him way too easily. Like you seen, you're you're in some haunt in the middle of the woods. It's not like you're at fucking Universal uh, uh, Horror Nights or nothing. Like they're 
they would not be able to pull off or it'd be very hard for them to pull off your friend getting stabbed in the head. You know, mm-hmm. so there's cause for extreme panic. Like they're turning their back to him and there's no fucking I'd be following you, buddy. You know, like that's yeah. It's like, you know, is and then he won't take his mask off. He's being weird about it. There's no fucking way I trust him. But I feel like they I understand they had to, and I do like that that was there. I will say this is one of those movies that I really appreciate it as a viewer because I have the luxury of sitting my ass on the couch and being like, I don't know where they're going with this fun Halloween story Um, (laughs) as like a potential. If I weren't in the haunted house, um, I I would not be that calm or that trusting or turn my back to a stranger. As we know, I can't do haunted houses because I'm too aggressive. Um, (laughs) I have a tough time. Yeah, you are. No, I know. I'll fight you. Um, I have a tough time not like punching people that jump scare me, though. <laughs> so like I I already am not chill enough to do haunted houses. Uh I don't think I would fare well in this situation specifically, uh, because I would have gotten to the punching a lot sooner and not turned my back on the stranger. We would have gotten the keys a lot faster, probably, but yeah. And I don't do haunted houses because I'm afraid of everything. So there's no way in hell I'm I'm going, I'm not going into this backwoods ass haunted house that they found in the middle of nowhere. I would go in it, but the cell phone, my phone and all that shit. No, no way. I wouldn't go in it for that. I'd turn around. I nope, no, have it off. Fine. Can't use it. Fine. I need to have it in case I need it. There's something weird. Like, you know, comedy shows do that. I know, like, Kevin Hart, you know, you can't have yourself. They lock him. I get that. There's no reason for that here. (laughs) You know, come on now. Now, I've been to concerts where they do that, too. They have a, there's a whole company built around it where you have to put your phone in a bag that locks, but you get to keep the phone. Ah, okay. You keep the phone with you the whole time. It's just in this lock bag. And if there's an emergency or you have to contact somebody or whatever, there are, stations throughout the venue where you can unlock it to use your phone real quick you just have to stay in that area yeah but that makes sense there's content that's not released yet or whatever filming and legalities there's some schmucks in the middle of fucking women even if you're not doing anything wrong and something goes wrong here i need my goddamn phone no way yeah yeah although out there i'm surprised anybody has service yeah again from from someone that's sitting on my couch at home watching this i really liked that aspect of it because like they're trying to you know you can see their skepticism Mm -hmm. when they're about to turn over their phones but then there's like there's this dual thing of first it even though it's an attraction in the middle of nowhere like there were flyers just kind of passed around they get there there are other people there that have presumably already turned over their phones as well. And then I really like the subversion of like in a normal haunted house movie, you hear spooky news noises from inside. And that's the point where the characters are like, oh, no, we can't do this. And they have that scream that opens mm-hmm. this up while they're making the decision. And because it's Halloween, because this is an extreme haunted house, suddenly that's all flipped around. And they're like, yeah, we've got to do this. I really liked that scene. Yeah, I thought that and- was just like really well done. Well, I'm saying I would not go in that haunted house and certainly not handing over my cell phone if I'm in that situation. I like the fact that that is the device that they use to get their cell phones from them and not just, oh, I don't have any bars. Oh, there's no service out here. 
it was something different that we hadn't seen before, and it was something that fit within the story that made sense. Oh, and yeah. also, like, it, it's a valid, it, it was a good storytelling medium. It's also a thing that Extreme Haunted Houses do, um, because th there's research that says that, like, people will freak out uh, with that isolation technique i also think it's a really good way to get killed i don't know that i would turn my phone right. over to someone but i think if you are the kind of person that is like i'm driving out to the woods mm -hmm. to an extreme haunted house you're also the kind of person that <laughs> will we'll, turn over your phone right and will die in a haunted house yeah and will die in that haunted yeah. house yeah. because like it's I, a thing uh, that they I, do like you mentioned universal mikey i have a ticket for halloween horror nights this year yeah um they will not be taking my phone yeah no uh, <laughs> it, it says it says I'm not allowed to take uh, pictures or use my phone in the in the houses. Uh, you can in other places in the park, though. They so they don't take your phone. So I feel safe there. Oh yeah, I'm not mad at them for it because you know, you need to remove that that layer. Like yeah, mm -hmm. man, yeah. It's just I would never fucking do it. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, no, no. But and you know, speaking with the Halloween thing has come up uh, a couple times. I love that this is set on Halloween. Yeah, I wish they would have leaned into it more. That's the mistake I felt. They, I really, really wish they would have leaned into it more. Um, yeah, I don't know how, but it's I don't okay know. the way that they yeah. the way that they do it. It's not great. It does, you know. Yeah, it's not, it's not John Carpenter's Halloween. Uh, that oh. just feels like Halloween to me. But it's it's okay. Like I, you know, they do what they can with it. Everybody's wearing a costume except for the one chick, and you know. We see a bunch of pumpkins at the beginning. Yeah, but they they had a there was a good twenty five minutes to thirty before you know anything really happened. Like happened, happened, happened. And I'm not saying you know mad at you know, it for that. I'm just saying like it, you could have put that in there more. Is all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I would have liked to see it because I feel like this could have been an even bigger quote Halloween movie. For the it could have been. I think now. it. I, I think it tried to walk that line of being like a Halloween season movie instead yeah. of like, because there's a lot of, <laughs> there's like 13 films of just John Carpenter <laughs> competition when you're trying to find a movie to watch on Halloween night specifically, you know? Mm -hmm. I, and I think it was maybe a strategic choice to just lean into the season vibes instead of Halloween harder. But I, it's something I also, I, would have maybe liked to see especially yeah. there are some plot threads i think the movie has a really interesting approach of like subtle character development uh in the beginning of this where we get the context of what's going on but we're just kind of dropped into the middle of this but it would have been really easy to get some halloween stuff in there you know like you know yeah. her and the boyfriend are fighting about stuff that easily could have been about halloween plans you know, mm -hmm. like we could have gotten some more of that outside spooky imagery. Kids um, running around in costumes, man. You know, simple. The trick or treating thing yeah, while they're yeah. at the house still. Absolutely. Yeah. Or yeah. Halloween drinks in that, like, yeah. the bar is clearly celebrating Halloween, but we don't get to see any of, like, creepy cocktails or whatever. Like, Dude, there were know. a lot of ways to work it in. They're drinking liquor with a spider in it, which I'm not doing either. Nah, me either, no. Uh -uh, I ain't drinking nothing got a fucking spider in it. If it's a I, fake enough spider, I would. 
That's a real spider. No, I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, if they had oh, a, a okay. yeah, I would do that. But it like a little it, spider ring on top of a drink. Okay, but yeah, no, this is a fucking spider in a bottle. I'm not going near that. That's the thing, because, like, they do that with snakes. I I know that, like, snake tequila is a thing, and that seems okay to me, maybe. Still not doing that. I I would do that, but, like, tarantulas are fuzzy. I don't want spider fuzz in my fucking vodka or whatever. Whatever, you're gonna drink liquor with snake poop in it. No, man. I'm sure they sterilize the snakes, right? I don't know. I don't know what the hell they do. I, I mean, it's alcohol. It's com- I guess technically it's all sterilized. It's a company that's like, you know, it'd be a good idea. Let's put a snake in the bottle. I don't know. This, Rob, <laughs> you're talking to someone who drinks monkey poop coffee. Cat don't care. She'll do it. <laughs> but no, it, it, even if it, even that's what I'm saying, even a fake spider, even if it looked real and it's fake, I won't do it. It's got to be like obnoxiously fake. fake. Yeah. Right. Like a spider. It's ring. gross. Even, a kid's spider ring. I don't even want it yeah. to be detailed and ridged. No, just no, no. A I'm bubble. talking about like one of those plastic ones. You you buy like a bag of like fifty of them for three bucks or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah speaking no. of that, uh, what you would consume? Why the fuck did that guy in the baseball cap eat that grape? <laughs> Think I know, about all the hands that touching have touched it. That thing. Yeah. Oh. Gross. So these people were looking to die. <laughs> Over like, the spider liquor didn't kill me the grape didn't kill me <laughs> I like to think that they were trying to recruit people and they saw him eat the grape and they're like we're just putting him out of his misery <laughs> <laughs> and that though does get to one of my biggest complaints about this movie is that we know nothing about these people that have this house or this haunt yeah this I will, room, yeah. we know very little about and it's something actually that um, if we get a chance to talk to Damien again, I don't know, because he was on Cult FM and Mikey pissed him off, so we might not hear from <laughs> him again. But if we get a chance to talk to him again, one of the things I'd like to ask him is uh, a lot of times actors will create backstories for their characters or whatever. And I, I wonder what he, what sort of backstory or, or what his thoughts are on this, uh, on his character in particular and the group as a whole. Like, they just, they travel to a different town like every year and do this? Or how does this work? Because we don't really get much of an explanation. And I kind of applaud the movie for that because I don't know that it's 100% necessary, but I'm very curious. It's so yeah, interesting I, is the thing. Yeah, I definitely yeah. Uh, want to know what was going on in Damien's mind. Uh, Damien's villain in this is also, I he's like the main guy, I would say. Yeah. One yeah. of them. Uh, he, he has the most screen time mm-hmm. in, in out of mask, I guess, would be the way to phrase that. Uh, I thought he was really fascinating because he was also, he had like the ambiance of being the scariest one. He leans very heavily into the modifications. He does the most personal tormenting. You know, he's very hands-on head honcho guy. But then like, as soon as he gets hurt, he's also the only one that we get to see be very human you know like mm. immediately with the expletives and yeah. you know yeah. his voice drops an octave or like, raises an octave like he just y- you can tell how much he was performing you know which i thought was really interesting yeah my my thing with his character is because i took away much the same that you did so he felt like sort of the big bad or the final boss of the movie <laughs> yeah but he wasn't and he dies 
And then this movie's got like another 20 minutes to go. And I felt like this should be over now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we should be wrapping this thing up. What are we doing? Why are we still going? And it's not a long movie, but I felt like at that point, it felt like it started to drag a little bit to me because that, in my mind, had been built up as sort of the final showdown. Yeah. I yeah, kind the- of agree. And on the one hand, I appreciate that they still had to figure out, like, how to get out of the house, you know, a little bit. I, I like that there were still obstacles. I think it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Because it uh, it was clear that the house had not been built in a way where they expected you to kill their main guy. And then I, I kind of liked the position that they were in after where they still have to right. figure out, you know. But I do think that, like, since they had already done that, some of the hospital and after stuff could have been wrapped up a lot quicker mm. um, to kind of it, because it was paced unevenly from that point forward yeah it just like i i appreciate the fact that they still had to get out of there but it just felt like there was a lot going on after that happened and i'm like we probably could have sped this up you know like (laughs) could have gotten out of here a lot because i actually didn't mind the final scene the last scene at her childhood home Mm -mm. um Mm -mm. i thought that was just kind of fun like I, i didn't mind that but everything between damien's character the devil dying and that scene it just felt like it was just dragging on. Like, you know, can we get out of here already? What are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. I had a, the whole thing with, um, I did the, the final girl with, with her parents. Like I, that, that was unnecessary to me. Like, I don't think that changed anything. If the you take that out, that, it, it doesn't change nothing. There was a lot going on with that character, and I felt like yeah. maybe they could have spread that misery around to some of the other characters or something. I mean, she's got this abusive boyfriend who looks like he's way too old for her, by the way. Um, and then she comes from this abusive home or get these flashbacks and everything. It was a lot. It was like if you take it out, it doesn't change anything. Like when she tries, um, she's going home at the end. She could have just been like, it It didn't matter any of that. Just the fact that these people knew where she lived was enough. So I don't mind this in theory. I think the execution wobbled a little bit with it. Um, I, because we know that she is going to be the final girl. Like if they had tried harder to make this a cast piece, I might have had more of a problem with it because it it is very weighted heavily in her favor. But I don't mind this, especially because we see her, you know, she comes from an abusive household. She has this like deeply ingrained trauma. We see that she's kind of repeating the cycle with her choice of partner. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we get to see at like in her role as a final girl, we see her break out of that conflict, like, confine uh not only does she lose the abusive partner uh but we see her learn to stand up to herself the devil uh which she faces head on or eye on i guess uh (laughs) as he's representing her father figure like there's there's something there i think it makes her a stronger character um and it gives the final scene uh where she has like the flashbacks to her house because she used to hide under the bed like it kind of brings her story full circle i didn't mind it what i and i I also thought that it was nice that she gets to go back 
uh, to the house. What I did not love was the dream sequence. Again, just because the pacing of this movie, like at the end, is already kind of faltering. I think they didn't trust the audience enough to figure out that she'd given them their addresses, even though they already said it out loud twice in the movie. I feel like they had that extra extended dream sequence uh, just kind of to remind you that she had this thing with her parents' house before they sent her back. And it's like, I was smart enough to figure out the address thing on my own when you said it. Like, I didn't need that. But they wanted it to be fresh in your mind, I guess. So you'd remember. That was my biggest issue with her story. Because, like, as a character study of her, which I think this is supposed to be, um, all of that stuff made me root for Harper more. I get everything you're saying, and I don't necessarily disagree with it. But again, it's there's something about this movie that keeps it at very good and not great. And I can't quite put my finger on it because everything you say about that makes sense to me. And I feel like should work that way, but kind of fell short somehow. And it just felt like a lot. I think because like, I think this movie's fatal flaw is that it is a character study of Harper's final girl arc but it is paced like a group ensemble. Like they take their time with the setup, but we don't have the full characters that we're learning. We pretty much have Harper. Uh, And then they take a lot of time wrapping up, which would be great if there were more characters, but Harper gets a dream sequence. Uh (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It just, it didn't work. And that's another, like uh, maybe it's because the whole thing, that whole end scene, well, I guess it wasn't the end scene, but what we thought was when, you know, she attacked Damien and whatever, everything about that was wrong because you, you, you don't like, why would she, I would have never went under that bed. First of all, you pulled that bed out under the bed. I, I wouldn't have went under it scene. at all. I wouldn't have turned my, you can't crouch and get under. I don't know. It's, it, it felt very uncomfortable to me. And why would you trust that that door leads out? Yeah. That, that like, why didn't, that part didn't make sense, but I actually didn't mind the scene. Though one thing that really bothered me about the scene is that there's backwards writing on the wall that you can clearly read yeah. anyway. But she that was the part that a mirror me. to do it. That too, yeah, that too. <laughs> I was really annoyed by that. Like you don't need the mirror. Just look. I can read what it says. Do you need me to read that to you? That See, whole that's what thing they should have spent time developing. Is that Harper has some kind of dyslexia that makes that really hard for her? <laughs> No, nah, oh, I got yeah. dyslexia I mean, was, too. No, 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 that was easy to read. It was that was really bothered me, and it was so the first time she uses the mirror. I'm like, all right, well, uh, that wasn't necessary, but okay, whatever. But then they doubled down on it, and I was like, no, come on. That one shot where she's holding the paper backwards, like, <laughs> and the mirror in the other hand, and it's like, who even holds boy. those mirrors? She didn't even have a bag or nothing. She kept that in her pocket. <laughs> like nah, that that whole thing didn't work make sure me. her little red riding hood makeup was fine it was like what? that whole thing <laughs> and then she, the shotgun blasts through the door and she gets a pellet gun it, like uh, yeah. it, that, that whole thing didn't work for me uh, the Damien thing was dope like with the devil rather it was dope because you know she sprung at him she attacked him it's a big enough gash to where you know you know he you can it's believable that he's down and out for a minute. You know, he sold it great. It was perfect. But just with her, man, like they just, to me, they structured that very badly. I like the idea of it being like an escape room 
Me too. You know, where you kind of have to figure it out or whatever. I thought that was cool. I didn't mind the the last scene. I mean, like I said, again, this movie is more a series of small complaints that add up to it like a bigger thing than yeah. it is anything else. And yeah. that's another one of them for me. Like, I liked that scene. The mirror thing drove me crazy. The mirror yeah. thing was really irritating. I And on the one hand, it's like, I want to understand because I think that the shots were framed in a really cool way, but it was so unnecessary that it was frustrating. <laughs> Yeah, and that door leading out. Like, why would you believe that? Why would you believe that? I See, I think at that point, I don't know. Well, first of all, where else is she going to go? And second of all, I, I think there's something to be said for a false hope, right? You're in yeah. that last room. The devil's catching up to you. There's just like, but it, I don't know. I, I don't think, like, they're they're leading them down a path. You're going right where they want you to go. Like that's literally the route. And the the yeah. even the guy with that wouldn't take the mask on we we're talking about. He's trying to persuade them to move forward for a reason. Like it's obviously all planned. They even said at the end, the the witch lady, she's like, no one's ever made it this far, or whatever she said. It's like, you know, they're not supposed to make it through. I don't know. And again, it it's your you're kind of trapped like what like like cat said what do you do where you go like you know, it's one route's just as good as another in that a situation like that you just have to try and stay away at that point yeah but it you know it again it's just kind of it was structured a little weird but um yeah it, it afterward afterwards i didn't i don't know it really fucking threw me off man because now she like they both got shot. The dude's like passed out. He's getting medical attention. She's like getting checked out of the hospital immediately. Like, I don't know. Oh, that oh, that baseball swing really made me mad. I forgot about that. <laughs> that drove me crazy. Like you you got shot, bro. You got shot. And you're gonna just Batman through it and set up the most perfect fucking swing with that Louisville I've ever seen in my life. You look like Derek Jeter. Perfect form. It's like it, it was all to get that in. And it's like god damn it, man. Did did it really it didn't even mean enough to get it in. That drove me crazy. <laughs> This is right. going to be the one thing that Rob brings up. It might like, be the this is the one stupid thing. <laughs> Rob, can you argue is. that, though? There it is. This is. There's the one little dumb thing. Am I wrong, though? No, you're, you're not wrong. I'm I mean, not it, wrong. There were a lot of little things in this movie. Like I said, I, I, I think the concept is, is fantastic. I love the idea. I think the general story is is solid i think the, the even this the script is is good but there's just a bunch of little things um throughout the movie like i thought it was hilarious that the crazed killers at the haunt had a break room that's well that's normal <laughs> you know, they, they gotta chill too they got their own little microwave in there and everything yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame them for that they need and, a break room. you know the water cooler delivery guy didn't show up today so fuck you know it's so weird but I think Whatever. the thing that makes the little things more noticeable or because a lot of them just weren't needed. He could have hopped that fence 
with her and they could have escaped and nothing would have changed. But instead you have a bat and you're coming at a dude aiming a gun at you and you're going to get shot and be unfazed and then do that. It's like unneeded, completely unneeded. You didn't need to do it. And it was just, it was a corny scene. As so, a corny scene. It was a very corny scene. My God, that oh. was my big. But it got I, to. Here's to the, the thing. I think if he had died there, I would have okay. forgiven it. Yeah. That would have been the line for me where it's like yeah. he's sacrificing himself so she can leave. And I'm sure that was still the thought in his mind. But like once he makes it out, it's like, okay, so well, <laughs> what's it was the for point? nothing. Why are you doing this? <laughs> it yeah. was for nothing. Like, yeah. yeah, like he was just. I could see that, you know, he's given her a chance to get away. He's yeah. so mad at them. He wants to get his one back regardless of the outcome. I, I could get with that 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the thing is like I because I wasn't irritated at it when I uh. thought he was going to die there. Um, And then afterwards, it's like, so what? what? Once he gets to the other side of the fence, I remember being like, wait a minute. <laughs> He did nothing else but live. He didn't drive the fucking truck that they found nope. to the hospital. He laid in a gurney. He got rushed into the room. We didn't see him and even it, after that. That's it. And it made the gun feel less yeah. important because now they've both taken shots and survived. Both of them. And and again, okay, here's another thing. If he had made it over the fence, I, I still think the best option would have been for him to die right there. Go out on a dramatic high note. Fine. Uh, if you're not going to do that, then let her feel really alone and scared in the hotel room when she gets the terrible news. She wakes up from the unnecessary dream sequence and hears, hey, uh, your friend didn't make it, you know, and now she's got like a soul survivor's guilt trauma thing to go through. Sure. Okay. But the fact that it's just like, oh, he's fine. <laughs> it's like, okay, I guess. Yeah. Can't spend that time yeah. on him now, <laughs> but we could <laughs> when he had the fucking baseball bat. Yeah, I, I can understand that being. Yeah, okay. just <laughs> not needed, man. That's the thing. Like, not needed. It, did, it wouldn't yeah. have changed anything. It would have made my experience better without it being there. You know, and then... I, I didn't remember it going into this rewatch. But I did, like, <laughs> while I was watching, I this is something that we've been talking about a lot lately, uh, where it's just, like, horror movies know how to set up death scenes really good. I wish they would deliver all of those death scenes. It's like the fucking Brandy thing last week, where it's like, man, that death scene mm -hmm. could have been so good. They had it. <laughs> they had it right there. <laughs> also worth mentioning one more time. Damn, Brandy. Damn, Brandy. So that that seems to be what uh, what bothered you guys the most. I will tell you the sink the thing that bothered me absolutely the most while I was watching this movie today was um there is a scene where they're in that that fenced room and they see their friend get stabbed, and then the the fire poker or whatever it is, the guy notices that it's laying there on the other side of the fence and there's a curtain blocking it, but they can just see a little bit. He can't get to it. So he asked the girl to reach her hand in or her arm in. And as she's starting to reach, I, I felt the tension kind of building and they cut away immediately. I, yeah, it they drove me crazy. They cut away to the scene. Longer. 
they they cut away to the scene with all the the guys covered in sheets that we were talking about earlier and that scene's great i love that scene in in that hallway with all the you know things covered with sheets and the guy at the end and everything but it just killed me that they cut away so fast now they did go back to it eventually and we got to see her do that but by that time the point like it was the moment was ruined like i didn't yeah. you know i just wasn't as invested it the second time around and even if they were going to extend it out they could have at least waited a little longer to build that tension a little bit more before just i mean because they cut away so fast yeah well yeah but you know what i i don't want again we can talk about how good it was till the cows come home but you know they it, it wasn't a perfect movie i don't think anybody argued that you know but you know these are just some of the things at the end you know because like it and that's what annoyed me maybe more than anything else is because goddamn dude they did so good throughout pretty much the whole thing like yeah a couple, i had a problem a couple of things here and there but it's like to to not sew it up right to not stick the landing it's like damn you know like damn it was it was almost great yeah and it, it just that little bit because you know you, you remember the last thing you see the endings are very important for a reason and um you know that was like my biggest problems with it, but it doesn't even come close to how well they did everything. You know, the last thing that I had worth mentioning is a perfect example of it. Like the scene with the witch lady, when she stabbed the, the blonde girl, dude, yeah. that was done so fucking well. That is such a perfect example. Like I was saying earlier of how, cause that scene didn't take much. Mm-hmm. It just, it, it took setting a tone. It took, good acting and you know just just everything that went into setting it up and the the creepiness of it that's all it was and you know the effects it was quick and it was there you know the credit to it because it looked great too but that wasn't even the the exclamate like the whole thing that helplessness feeling that they gave those kids watching that girl on the other side they couldn't do shit don't know what's going on even afterwards they don't know what the fuck just happened like yeah, you don't I, have to go over the defense for shit sometimes. I felt like there was watching it this time. I we saw more than I remembered um of a, a lot of a lot of the uh the kills. I, yeah. For some reason I remembered not seeing very much when I watched it. I've only seen this a few times. Um but watching it today I was like, "No, you actually do see quite a bit. Like it a lot of it's quick, but all of it looks really good." Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, there's yeah. that. There's when they uh they get that the witch and they like smashing her face with that yeah. fucking whatever the fuck that thing is called. I don't know that latch or that fucking hatch door or whatever. That's that looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Damien getting stabbed in the fucking eye. Yeah. And the sets, like we're we're talking yeah. about how it doesn't take a lot, you know. And this is a great example of how having not the most extravagant budget, you know, you might not necessarily need it. They did some really cool stuff here. Um, the sheets, uh, we talked about how great the scene was, but that was just unsettling. You walk in that room, you mm-hmm. know, you, you don't know what's under there. It's it's unsettling. Yeah. Um, I, the cobwebs, you know, they it was obviously in there because the one girl had the arachnophobia, but it, you know, just having the real spiders contrasting with the fake spiders, you know. Mm-hmm. Those close-up shots were really unsettling. Um, and I, I think 
the one other one I had listed, the oil, because yeah. it's like that was just so I'd be on so like so uncomfortable in that room because again. It's like the thing with the phones where it's like, even if there's no nefarious intention here, this is such a fucking fire hazard. Like, it only takes one thing to go wrong in this room, you know? And it was just one of those, like, lingering points of tension in the movie where it's like, there are just fucking bags of oil. This place could go up at any moment. Yeah. It, it looked great. I mean, because it looks like a cheap shitty haunted house that you would see somewhere you know yeah. I mean? they that's what they were going for and they they absolutely nailed it and again you know i'm sure it didn't cost him a lot of money to do that because you know the guy who puts up the haunted house in his backyard or fucking cornfield or whatever doesn't spend a lot of money on it yeah yeah i mean it's probably costs you know a decent amount of money but not fucking movie budget money you know what no. I mean? Yeah, they, they, um, so they yeah, they, they nailed that. I, I I thought it looked great. I will say I, the score was a little jarring at some points. It was a little too much. Oh, um, it, that stood out to me a couple of different times. Um, See, I was gonna use your whole methodology here. I didn't notice the score at all. <laughs> oh, really? See, it really yeah. jumped out at me a couple of times in this movie. I was like, maybe we don't need quite so much. Yeah, I didn't notice it at all, actually. Really. You, know? you guys need to go, but you didn't watch it right. Uh, I'm gonna have you reassigning movies. <laughs> I think God maybe damn it. I did watch it right. I had a better time with the score. All right. Um, do you guys have anything else worth noting? You want to get into reviews and trivia and whatnot? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I've hit all my points. Yeah. yeah, I've hit all mine. All right. Let's hit it. Uh so this has a tomato meter. We've had some recently that have been pretty close in official and audience scores. So <laughs> uh, it has, we're diverging <laughs> from that a little bit. Uh, the official tomato meter for Haunt is 70%. And the audience score is 100%. Wow. wow. 100% from the audience. That's impressive. 100% from the audience. That's um, worth the it, fucking air horn. What, I, I, have we ever? Yeah. Had, we've never had that before. I don't think we've ever had that before. Wow. Um, we were close last week, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> Lion bastard. Uh, I mean, we were close to one end of the extreme we last sure the fuck week. Were. I think it had like thirty percent, right? Um, yeah. So this did not do as well on imdb uh it has a 6.3 out of 10 which what? is lower than either of those scores yeah uh, but a 6.3 on imdb for a horror movie feels that's pretty not strong bad. <laughs> yeah. they're pretty mean to horror movies yeah. sometimes on imdb um we're going to start with our good review <laughs> which i think actually kind of encapsulates that attitude of people not expecting much IMDb from horror movies. Uh, this is called Spectacular Beautiful Horror Gem! Exclamation point. There's a lot of energy in this one. I'm actually going to take a little bit more beer before I dive into this. Oh boy. It's going to be a performance, okay. Rob. Yeah. yeah. Get ready. Going to prepare. Absolutely you. love movies like this. Lots of tension, surprises, great acting, and great cinematography. I wanted to see House in the theater, but it didn't seem to last too long and was not playing near me. The perfect Halloween film. So much fun and effective. One of the best horror movies I've ever seen. Even gross and morbid. I love it. 
five exclamation points. We're excited about this one. God damn. Oh, cat coming out like PT Barn. I'm trying to get you to come into the tent and look at the free. <laughs> yeah, come watch on. We're excited. I think um, that's Damien on a burner, though. I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> It is left by Damien's burner. I am. <laughs> yeah, no, <same. laughs> um, yes. So our next review, not as kind, uh, but I did like the phrasing in this one. Uh, I don't know if it's candy bar worthy, but it is kind of funny. Uh, good premise spoilt by thick characters. Spoilt. Um, um, spoilt. spoilt with a T. Okay. Spoiled. Spoiled. Yes. Spoiled. Uh, you'd need a frontal lobotomy to make the sort of se- decisions that the characters do in this film. Scenario. You've seen one of your friends murdered in a haunted house type exhibition by one of the quote unquote characters. Later in the night, another one of the quote unquote characters of the exhibition who refuses to remove his mask when you ask him to or give you his name follows you outside brandishing a hammer in his hand. Dot dot dot. Do you A, run like hell away from him, B, face him and get ready to bolt if he should attack, or C, turn your back on him and stare at a door asking him where your friends are whilst he rambles on about nonsense about you wanting to see his face behind you? If you answered C, then this is a film for you, as is a lifetime of stupidity. It's a shame, as it starts off really well and then just descends into a thick fest. I spent a majority Damn. of the film shouting at the screen, then laughing at the final scene, which was so stupid, I was insulted. What? Yeah. I would not turn my back on that motherfucker. <laughs> I stand by that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah no. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, he gets a candy bar. Yeah, I don't That was too much, though. Yeah. yeah. He gets one of those nasty candy bars, too, like a mounds bar. Oh. <laughs> uh, not even a good one. Damn. What, what, I feel like what eating was mounds bar is punishment enough. What was one of those two? Ah, oh, fuck. What was that candy bar? The Millionaire or something? What was that one? 100 grand. 100 grand. That was terrible. I don't like that. No, dude, I like the 100 grand bar. Did you? Yeah, where yeah. they got the chewy stuff inside with the crunchy uh-uh. stuff on caramel. Inside? Yeah. Yeah. That's nah. good. That's good stuff. That's that good might eat. be why. I'm not a caramel fan. I'm easily swayed by anything that has caramel in it. I'm not going to lie. But yeah, uh, so those were our reviews. We, we got a wide range of. <laughs> feelings right. about haunt it's spoiled spoiled <laughs> <laughs> all right some uh trivia about haunt uh estimated budget five million dollars worldwide gross 2.2 2 million um i did not even know this was in theaters so uh, apparently it had some sort of limited run i guess i don't know did. to me this was a movie that popped up on streaming out of nowhere and everyone was talking about it but i don't know i missed it didn't play near me i guess uh, Scott Beck and Brian Woods wrote the script for Haunt while they were also writing the screenplay for A Quiet Place. They didn't expect that either film would ever be made. Hmm. Oh. Damien Maffei, who portrays the devil character, also provided the voice for Harper's dad in the flashback scene in the bedroom. Did you guys notice that? Oh, I did. I, I did, did not. not. No. I didn't oh. on my first watch, um, yeah. but I did today. When the character's phones were being checked, the second phone has a picture of the I-74 bridge that connects Bettendorf, Iowa, and Moline, Illinois on the lock screen. The directors are from that area, which is known as the Quad Cities. So Hmm. if you ever want to visit that bridge, that's where it is. Okay. Um, Justin Markson, who plays the clown, 
And it doesn't specify which clown, but I think they're talking about... Because there are two clowns in this movie, right? There's, like, the guy who's out front yes. at the beginning, but then the other oh, guy who, like, the microwaves guy. the phone. Yeah. Yeah. I think are. they're talking about the phone microwaver. Okay. Um, <laughs> what a I'm not sure. That's um, how he should have been credited. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Uh, Justin Markson, who plays the clown, is a lifelong friend of the filmmakers Scott Beck and Brian Woods, and he had to audition several times for the role as Beck and Woods had trouble separating their friend's jovial personality from the sadistic killer that he wanted to play. After he got the role, he said he took inspiration from Harvey uh, Javier Bardem, Bardem in No Country for Old Men and Philip Seymour Hoffman in Mission Impossible 3. Huh. Okay. Um, Strange. Uh, one of the shooting days for the film was actually on Halloween, and the crew all showed up in costumes. That's fun. Oh. The interiors for the haunted house attraction were all sets that they built inside of a dairy factory. Which okay. got me thinking, how creepy would a movie be in like a closed-down dairy factory? Really creepy. <laughs> Very weird. Um, the filmmakers visited various haunted attractions in Kentucky while they were preparing for the movie. And the character Nathan wears a baseball jersey sporting the number 23. The number is often used in uh, media to relate to the devil or evil in general. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. LeBron James so is evil. Go. I knew it. I knew it all along. <laughs> Explains a lot. <laughs> yeah, I know, because well, he lives in Cleveland, I know. By that logic, so no. is Michael Jordan. No, 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 no. no we're not talking <laughs> about that. He's the greatest evil. We're not talking about that. <laughs> oh, he is the greatest. I'll talk about that. Those are your facts there for Haunt. Not a whole lot right. for this movie, but you know, enough. Yeah, it, they kind of left it all on the table, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So it's Portnoy time then. Anybody want to go set the pace. first? Yeah. You know, uh, I can. I'm having a really tough time with this one. I'm, I'm hovering between like a few it, it's a very small gap in there but i'm i really could go either way me too i'll go first because i want to I, I i just landed just now okay and okay. i'm gonna put this at a 7.5 i'm gonna put it right out of proof and okay. that's because i mean that that's a true depiction of this movie i feel like the problems i had with the ending were what they were but again, like it, tr it didn't even come close to the good they did. And visually, it was incredible, and they set great tones, and uh, they just made really good situations they created to put these characters in. And you know, the 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 high points were they paid off. Like it was great, man. Like the the tension of of even when they were crawling through that maze thing to get to the other end, and. You know, like there was just shit going on, and it's like that tension they built. And yeah. you know, I had my problems with it that I had, but it's still, even though I had issues with it, it was still there, which says a lot. So I feel this should be approved, and I'm going to stick it there and put it up to you guys. Um, I'm going to go next then to build the tension a little bit, okay? Because uh, I think Rob's going to be our wild card for this one. Mm -hmm. I am. I'm in the same neighborhood. I'm going a little higher. I. I think I'm going to come down on the lower side of my, I, you know, I'm going to dead center of my range, right? I had like a three point range. I'm just going dead center. I'm going to give this an even eight. Um, okay. I had it at a 7.9 through like a, an 8.1. Uh, and I feel like anywhere in that range, I'd be comfortable with. Uh, the thing about it is 
Rob's been saying, like, it doesn't quite reach great status because it's not one thing with this movie. It's just a bunch of little things. I kind of agree with that. But also it has so much that I like. And mm-hmm. a lot of the movies, a lot of the movies in my high sevens are movies that I really liked, but they have like one grievous sin. And I want to, I feel like this one deserves the eight because it doesn't have that grievous sin for me. Like there's no CGI baby in this, you know, like with Inside, yeah. which really drove me crazy. That's my only problem with that movie, <laughs> but I hate it so much. And Haunt doesn't have anything like that. This is good Halloween season fun. I've been watching it every year. Uh, since it came out, and I, yeah, I think it deserves the aid. Okay, right. that's fair. I will say that um, had this, they found a way to work in a CGI baby, this movie would have been perfect. God damn it. <laughs> uh, the fact that they did not is now an extreme disappointment, and I have to reconfigure my <laughs> score real quick. No, this movie is very good, uh, it, bordering on great. There are a lot of things that keep it from quite crossing that line in my opinion but there are a lot of little things they did all the big things right and i do enjoy this movie and it is one that i will continue to visit year after year around this time of year and who knows maybe uh maybe even in the quote-unquote off season sometimes uh because i do really enjoy it but i am going to have the lowest score out of all of us and somebody's Uh. gonna have to do the math and tell me whether it crosses that line or not Uh uh-oh uh because i'm giving it a 7.1 Ooh. It's at 7.5 approved. <laughs> it's literally at 7.5 approved. Wow. All right. Okay. That feels that feels okay to me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You would have had to given it a 6.8 to get it under. Okay. Yeah. So my my point one <laughs> like we're, you know we're what? down to the wire on this one. It's, since it doesn't matter now, I'm going to go ahead and give it a 7.6. And I I know that doesn't sound like it means a lot, but when you put it at that at the line, I feel like putting it over one way or another means something, especially under. All right. But you know what I mean? Like I feel like it deserves to be a little over. Oh, I'm gonna okay. go seven point six. Right. As dumb I as it knew, may I sound. I couldn't give it the, as high a score as I gave last week's movie, so you gave last week's movie a 7.7. I just want to point that out. And last week's movie earned every bit of that 7.7. <laughs> and shame on you guys. Wow. You gave I Still Know What You Did Last Summer better than this, you monster, you. Because it doesn't have all those little things that are wrong, and I still know what you did last summer. Yeah, it's just got <laughs> mountains things that are wrong. <laughs> everywhere. Mountains. That movie is so great. You guys are so wrong. <laughs> Fucking... All right, I'm glad this is approved, man. Good for good on us. Good on us. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, yeah, it, that, sh- it should be approved. And, uh, you know, again, all of my complaints are little things. And, yeah. you know. That's fair. I, I think that's fair. All right. Um, so that's it for this, then. Uh, we had a good pick this week. Next week is episode 300. Mm-hmm. And we will have our 100 best uh, favorite movies horror movies of all time we will have our individual lists and that should be interesting also uh, notes on the envelope right up until the <laughs> deadline for that one but. also yeah my list by the way i'm calling it my top 100 mm-hmm. movies um because it's sort of a weird combination of best and favorite that's fair oh, that's yeah. probably how i should do it huh yeah that's how i was going in yeah yeah. That's smart. Because if it's just my favorites, 
I, I'm gonna give me some wild shit on there. <laughs> I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's fair. So um get ready for that. All the patrons, make sure you get in your top twenty-five list. That will be up on Patreon. I was going to put it up with this episode. I'll put it up before that. I'll put it up with the Patreon show. So it's out already by the time this is out. Uh, Make sure you get that in so you can get involved with that. Uh, Anybody who wants to get involved with this, patreon.com forward slash slash your radio. Here's starting as low as $3 a month. Uh, And and you'll need to be a patron to hear the slasher radio top 100. yeah. Yeah. You'll need to get in for that. Uh, We just did sexy time with Rob. That for some reason is very popular. You don't um, need to hear that. Mm, your mother's <laughs> going to hear it. And you know what's so, funny? Too? She'll be so proud. <laughs> Now's the time to get in, too, because uh, the, what the hell is the name? The fucking tier two is where, end up, is where you get the Lord Humphrey crap, uh, where, you know, all the Patreon shows are on. So you get an extra show every week from that tier and up, but we're going to make a special exception this week only. And give all the tears, <laughs> sexy time with Rob. Because we got a new patron, which is Miss Rob's mom. And I feel like she shouldn't miss out on that, that, you know, that type of content, Rob. Well, maybe she'll learn a thing or two. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. God. I'm going to move forward before you get your ass whooped. Your mother used a wooden spoon or no? No. No? Oh, lucky you. I was a perfect child. <laughs> By the way, it's worth mentioning um, 917-397-KILL, 917-397-5455. If any listeners that might know Rob pretty personally might want to, you know, voice their opinions <laughs> on that, feel free to leave voicemail where I'm on the show. <laughs> um, follow the show at Slash Radio on Twitter. You can follow me at Mikey's Dead if you want to. You can also check out Cult FM, other show that I do with, uh, with Allie. Where's my huge clown penis button? Huge clown penis. I had to use the quick one. You can check that out wherever you're listening to this. We did Halloween 3. Oh, good yeah. for you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not fun. Yeah, uh, it is the season for that. You're going to say nice things about Halloween 3. Oh, yeah. Yeah, tune in for <laughs> me saying nice things about Halloween 3. That's exactly what you'll get. Uh, I also miracle we all need. <laughs> I hope Brian enjoyed it. I don't know what Brian thinks about it because he don't fucking answer me. Fuck Brian, pain in the ass. I did the math while watching Halloween 3, and I thought it would be the last time I'd be obligated to watch Halloween 3, but then I remembered we never did Halloween 3 on this show with Kat. So... Oh, yay. Because it was brought up what is one of the patron choices at some point. Yeah, Allie did it. And I said, hey, we already did Halloween 3. And you pointed out that that was me and you. Cat mm-hmm. hadn't come on board yet. So, yeah, contractually, Yay! we can do it. We, it can be done again on the show. So, so contractually, we will be doing it again. Uh, <laughs> that's how right. I heard that. That's- yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how I assumed everybody heard that. So, But not so soon that you feel confident doing the episode without rewatching it. So. Fuck. That Rob was I, what I was hoping. Rob and I actually conspired about yeah. this on the Make Up and Woo Cage cast. Because uh, I talked about watching it this week. Uh, just so you have to watch it again. And he pointed out, you might not actually have to watch it a second time this week. I would absolutely not. I would not have to. 
Uh, yeah, that was I was telling Allie about that because I was like my shining star. And I was like, I don't even got that because I could have to watch it again. And the only way I could dodge that is we do that within a month. And mm. I, you guys are just going to fucking sit on the, the pot for that on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Right. We're going to be doing that in December. We're going to be doing the tree Nesto. movie next week. I was and- <laughs> just going to say, Nesto, if you want to go ahead and <laughs> get the tree movie out during the Halloween season, we can do a Christmas viewing of Season of Witch. That's probably that motherfucker's plan. Glory that mustache. Oh, that mustache is so bad. We had an ass grab encounter too, Zayna. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that said, to hear what the total was on that because he was grabbing some ass, grabbing <laughs> cheeks. Um, all right, that's it for me. What about you, Rob? Uh, I'm on uh, Twitter X, whatever the hell, at Radio Rob One Two Three, and that's the same thing on all socials. Uh, and you can listen to the Nick fucking Wu Cage Cast with myself and Cat. We just released our episode on the um, I movie, I guess Zandali. <laughs> it technically is a movie. It more of a movie than um, industry industrial symphony. <laughs> Dream of the Brokenhearted. So. Yes, it is. It is more of a movie than that. But holy hell. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, at cat underscore velour, V O L E U R, on the other socials at cat velour. You can check out my website, catvelour.com. And uh, you can order my book, Revenge Arc. You can also, uh, on Amazon, available today, theoretically, when you're listening to this, uh, you can order the All of These People Are Going to Die series on Amazon. It is five short novellas written by five different authors. I am the fourth of them, uh, where we kill some people for Halloween. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Fun surprise drop. Yeah, look at that. Another thing she didn't tell us, Rob. She never tells us anything. I'm used to I'm not allowed to ta- say anyone. I'm not allowed to talk about it until the 20th. So. All right, fair. I'm going to go leak it now. <laughs> All right, everybody. Come back, check it out. Check us out next week for episode 300. Good night from Slasher Radio. All the best of Slasher Radio podcast. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hero.co